Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. And this episode makes me want to relive the glory days. This episode of Side Projects focuses on the connection between music and sports. And I'm joined by four friends who are athletes, musicians, or both. Welcome, my friends, Chris Stringfellow, Chris Heim, Tony Cacchetti, and fashionably late Robert Henson. They've played sports at all different levels and have different connections to music. Whether it's getting hyped, calming down, bonding with teammates, getting you into or maybe even taking you out of the moment, music plays a big part in sports. So follow the podcast at Performance ANX on social media, reach out there or the Performance Anxiety Pod at gmail.com. Support us with coffee money at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety or pick up merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. And hope you enjoy our discussion about music and sports as much as I did on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Chris, do you know Mark? Both of them? Well, I am Mark. Oh, you're on Mark. Yeah. 
I know. Uh, well, I know, uh, Chris, uh, this is Tony. Tony's been on the podcast recently, so he's coming on now. He played some independent ball before he became a musician. Well, no, actually, I take that back. He was a musician first. All right. So Tony's been on the podcast once before, not too long ago, actually. Nice Chris- to meet you, Tony. Hey, nice to meet you, too. Hey, good Thanks. to see you again, man. Yeah. You know, we're just going to kind of go into everything. It's just a little conversation about the connection between sports and music. All right. So this is Chris Heim, who's, this is my first time meeting him. He's a friend of my other friend, Chris, who's going to be on the podcast. Uh, Chris Stringfellow played, uh, he was drafted by the Texas Rangers and played a couple years in minor league ball. And then we've got Robert Henson who went to TCU and played three years for the Redskins. So that's my panel for this evening. And Tony uh, grew up in a, in a musical family. That's a really cool story. Uh, and also you played some independent ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. I played on like the, uh, with the, uh, Rio Grande Valley white wings. What I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're still in the same. It's like the, uh, what is that called? And yeah, the independent leagues it's, you know, yeah. And then the second year was with the New Jersey Jackals up there in Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. Nice. So. What position did you play? I was a pitcher. Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. yeah. Chris was outfield, right? I don't know which. Yeah, Chris was outfield. I don't know which spot in the in the outfield, but and center it, field. Okay, that yeah. Now that you, I remember that, now that you mentioned that, at any point they should hopefully join. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. are they late? Oh, two minutes late. That's yeah, that's well. I would fashionably late, dispute you know? that. Yeah, exactly. Well, he played. You said he played for the Red Sox. Redskins. Sure. Red skins. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. He played for the skins for three years. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. He was, he was a linebacker. So he's, he's, uh, awesome to do a podcast with He's hilarious and, you know, obviously knew his stuff. So that was a cool podcast. We started that off. We did, uh, 106 episodes and then oh. that one actually got picked up on the local ESPN affiliate and then they sold the station and they decided, well, we're cutting out all podcasts because uh, they would take the podcast and put it on a, a page on their website. And they're like, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. And so they dropped all the podcasts. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> yeah, but the, what was really cool was after that, I told a buddy of mine out in L.A., like, hey, yeah, he was, he was asking how the podcast went. I said, well, we just finished our last episode. We did 106 and and they sold the station. No more podcasts. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And I go, oh, fuck you, man. What the hell? And he's like, no, I want to do a podcast with you. I'm like, all right, cool. So his brother was an actor. Well, I guess he still is, but his, he's, uh, if you guys ever watched Smallville, I don't know if yeah. you ever, okay, his brother. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, his brother played Lex Luthor. So, oh, wow. So it was him and his friend, Tommy, who's a producer for Comedy Central for on the, the Jim Jeffries show back when that was a thing. So they were two single guys in LA and me and my buddy Mike were two married guys here in Virginia and outside of DC. And we would just talk sports and more comedy and making fun of each other than sports. But we did exactly a hundred episodes of that. And, um, we knew it was coming to an end cause Tom, the Jim Jeffries show didn't get picked up for like its fourth season. So, uh, Tommy was losing his recording space. So, uh, we, we got to exactly a hundred episodes, but in the meantime, I had started this one. And so, and I've been doing this and kept in touch with everybody. And uh, every once in a while, Tommy will come on. Like if it's a band that he likes, like uh, 
I had Donna Jean Gacho from the Grateful Dead on, and he's a huge deadhead. So, so he came wow. on. You know, we're doing this one. Robert's coming on. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Chris, I can't see you. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm working on this Zoom uh, video. So give me give me a few minutes. Oh man, technical difficulties. It's fine. <laughs> What's up, Anthony? My name's Chris. Nice to meet you. Hey, Chris. Good to meet you too, man. Guess we have two Chris's here, so we'll have to identify ourselves somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just thinking of that, yeah. I was just going to call you Stringfellow. You'd be string all behind. There you go, String and Heim. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, sounds like a medical procedure. Yeah, it, it probably is. <laughs> or a lot <lock>, something. <laughs> and Heim, I didn't catch what you... Uh, what did you who'd you play did you play for yeah i didn't play in college i actually was teammates with chris in uh football and baseball in high school okay cool cool i played about a week at usd and after i was getting up at 5 a.m scholarship lifting weights i said i think i'm gonna chase girls and drink some beer yeah yeah (laughs) i got close to that too (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, that was it for me but uh yeah no we we uh we had chris and i have fond memories uh some high school ball. And then he went on obviously to Fullerton and college world series and all that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Man. So, Hey, there he is. Look at that ugly mug. Right. Man. How you been? I'm good, man. Good. 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 Yeah. I had a piece of tape on my, uh, video thing. Oh, so that's uh, why I, couldn't... Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you were tubing. Everybody forgot about tubing, huh? <laughs> yeah, boy. Where you hiding from the camera? Hiding from the boss? Exactly. I don't want to know what you were hiding from the boss either. All right. So we've got some athletes, some musicians, some musicians who were athletes. We've got uh, Chris Stringfellow, Chris Heim, and Tony Cacchetti play uh, playing. Yeah, we're all playing on the podcast, and I've wanted to do this episode for a while now I've, I've spoken with a few people about doing this episode but i could never really get athletes and you know like somebody who's a professional musician who really did more than just play school ball and i never really had a an athlete or a musician who could wait how did i start that off an athlete who could Sing, who could be a musician and vice versa whatever the hell i said we all i couldn't get the other one either so now i've got the chance to get people together with experience in both and i'm really excited about this because i think this is a really interesting topic so we're going to talk about music and sports and the connection between the two because there's a huge connection and it may not always be obvious for example, the very first connection that I, I tend to think of when I think of music and sports is the national anthem. Any sporting event you go to, whether it's Pony League baseball or T-ball, all the way up to the NFL or Major League Baseball, every game starts off with the national anthem. And honestly, I don't know if that's been the way that way the entire history of sports in this country, but I want to say it probably has. So that's the first natural connection that I can think of. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Before you skip over this ad, give me one minute. Like most podcasts, I pick sponsors carefully and I use the products that advertise here. Pure Spectrum CBD is a product that has been really beneficial for me. They have a wide variety of great products that can be used on a daily or as needed basis. I've been using the tincture every day and it's been wonderful for easing anxiety. And I absolutely love the isolate. I use it instead of acetaminophen or ibuprofen. And it's worked so well for the relief of aches and pains. They also have soaks, lotions, salves, gummies, and more. Plus, an entire line for fitness recovery. They even have products for your pets. See everything they offer at PureSpectrumCBD.com. And if you have questions, they're there to help. They helped me when I had no idea where to start. After you fill your cart, use code PERFORMANCEANX for 15% off your purchase. PureSpectrumCBD. Pure Spectrum CBD, Pure Spectrum CBD. But there's a lot of other connections. There's emotional connections. Music can get you pumped up before a game or a workout or whatever. There's a physical connection. You know, sports, playing sports as a musician can help your endurance. And playing music can help your fine motor skills as an athlete. And there's, you know, an intellectual connection. If you're in a high stress environment, thinking of a song can help calm you down or breathing exercises that you learn from playing music can help calm you down and help you perform better in, in a stressful situation. So the other thing is both require practice to excel. You know, you, you're not just going to wake up and, and be a virtuoso musician. You're not going to wake up and be the starting pitcher for the Yankees. So they both take a lot of practice to become good at. So I wanted to find out a little bit about how the two connect with each of you guys. So uh, we'll start off with the guy I've known the longest, Chris Stringfellow. You were drafted by the Rangers. You played several years. You played some, you know, a bunch of minor league ball. You're an outfielder. 
did you ever have any music in you? Did you ever learn to play music or was music more of a, of a passive thing, listening activity for you? Sure, and, and uh, just going through your intro, uh, a couple things, national anthem, obviously very important with all the sports I've played. It's, it's always the, the song that, you know, you play before the game. So you hear it every day, especially playing in the minor leagues because you, you literally play every single day. Yeah. So it's always baseball. You, th- you think of it and that's how you get going is hearing that national anthem, at least as far as you know, the games are just about to start. Yeah. Because all that prep work before that, uh, as soon as that national anthem hits, you know, you're about to play. Second part. So music uh, to me, um, I think there's always two things that will connect people, whether different races, different political views. And number one is music. And number two is food. So those two combinations usually can connect people as long as they have some similarities uh, with the type of food and the type of music they like. You threw me a curve with so food. Me, what'd you say? You threw me a curve with food. I was expecting sports. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> nice. Yeah, sports too, but uh, the correlation is still there. Um, <laughs> so how I got into it, uh, you know, my, my parents are musicians, or at least they try to be. Uh, my dad with the guitar, my mom with the piano. So piano would be the first thing that I tried to learn when I was little, like five or six years old. Okay. And I wish I would have continued to play because, you know, I still play now, but it's nowhere near the skill level. I didn't go through all the notes that, you know, I still know C, which is like the easiest note in piano. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But other than that, I just kind of, you know, freelance it. So that's one thing I wish I would have done, but correlating that with sports, you know, I make my own music now and sometimes, you know, I, I throw the piano into to what I've learned with the piano and and making music that hypes me up for sports games or something that, uh, you know, remembering something that happened in the past. You kind of twist other songs that you've heard. So that's my beginning. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Himes, how about you? Did you... What's your correlation or your connection, I should say, between sports and music? Yeah, yeah, Mark. Well, first, the question for Chris, though, can you play chopsticks? That's what yeah, and I, yeah, I can play chopsticks. <laughs> nice. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, watched, I watched the movie Big. So yeah. you can play it with your yeah, feet. I was thinking, yeah, on the, the life-size one, we can... Uh, yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for me, Mark, um, it started when I was a kid. I played piano when I was, you know, I think six to nine years old or 10 or something. And I got pretty good at it. I did some talent shows and stuff and uh, played with my instructor. But what was interesting about, you know, my playing was that my instructor actually got upset with me because she figured out at one point that I was playing by ear, that I was learning by ear. So she sat me (laughs) down and yeah, she put the, you know, the book on the piano in front and said, you know, play this and stop my hands and said, no read that note. What's that note? And I said, I don't know, shrugged my shoulders. And she literally got up and walked away. Oh, and, and I just continued. Yeah. To play by ear. And at some point I just really got into sports. I'd play sports in the neighborhood. Uh, I grew up like you, or I, you live in Northern Virginia now, but I grew up there for a while in Fairfax County and okay, yeah. we played, you know, snow, sun, whatever it was, baseball, street hockey, you know, neighborhood football. So, and what's interesting is I never played football until high school. When I met Chris, we moved to San Diego and I played, uh, high school football. And I still remember, I didn't know how to put the pads in the pants because I played, you know, neighborhood ball (laughs) guys are kind of laughing. And, uh, and then lo and behold, Chris and I were starting receivers and he was a corner as well. 
by the time we we're in varsity and stuff. So, uh, but I didn't play, I stopped playing music for whatever reason, lazy kid until high school, but I have fond memories of connection with sports. And I think Chris and I talked about this a little, a little bit offline, but it was, uh, before games. So I'm the little, I'm a little bit of the anxious type. So yeah. we would have a team dinner and Chris probably remembers this. And at the dinner is supposed to relax you, but we'd always play Bob Marley, different Bob Marley song. <laughs> so yeah. So you nice. just get kind of bring that anxiety down a little mellow you out for the game. And then we would either dress if we're at home at home, or we take a bus somewhere and dress. But at that point it was straight rap. It was like hype you up. You know, it just, I just remember you just get so jacked and, um, and it really helped kind of get the downer and the upper. Yeah. And as Chris said, cross cultures, you know, we had, I played, we played with, you know, didn't matter if you're white, black, Mexican, Asian, you know, it was just a, a great time. This is the late nineties and and, you, and it became a family, right? You're listening to Bob Marley. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of these pro athletes feel that way today, you know, listening to music, preparing for a game. So hey, Chris, yeah. just to add, just to add to that, cause I didn't want to lose my point, but uh, it's a perfect example, the Bob Marley. And then we had, you know, different groups within the team, especially in, you know, every sport, but in high school, we had a lot of Samoans and, uh, at that time it was bone thugs and harmony and we would just oh, it was wow. just unbelievable and so we all we all had our little niche of music we like and then we would all combine like chris i just said we would combine together and it, there was no you know multi-race we were all just a group of team and yeah. that music kind of like i was talking about earlier that combined us together so you know to me it's the music it's the it's the sports it's the uh, and it's the food. So I said, I said, uh, that's what I was saying to you earlier, Mark, I was trying to make a correlation, but it, it's all three of them. So more, uh, sports, music and food. Awesome. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. The food stuff. I was just say, if we want to start to tie that in. Yeah. I think, uh, every day or every other day we're sending each other food pictures or talking about food and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's a funny passion. What are you having for dinner? But, uh, I don't know. Um, no, but that was it. And it, I mean, you just nowadays, you know, I'm 42 years old. We all get on different things and jobs and, uh, I had always wanted to play guitar and I know Chris's dad plays guitar and I'm sure Tony, when we hear from you, you play quite a few things. Uh, um, but I, so I just started taking up lessons and then self-teaching a little bit. And, um, it, I mean, it's hard as an adult cause you want to be probably, I don't know if you're as more impatient than as when you're a kid, cause you pick it up quicker. Right. <laughs> as an adult, as soon as it started sounding, okay, it's like, all right, I'm making progress here, but this time I'm trying to read and, and learn some notes instead of just listening oh, nice. and, uh, and uh, repeating. So, so yeah, no, that's, that's enough about me, but, um, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of my background. So, all right. So Tony, you kind of went a different route because your family was huge into music and were, were they all big into sports at, at the same time? Yeah. Well, I mean, my family, we're, we're all from, we're from Detroit originally. And, uh, my mom and dad, you know, both met in, in a music Academy in high school. And, and so they, you know, music was always, they were both kind of, I don't want to say like, well, like what a star, a standout, like star athlete would be in the music world. That's what they were in their, in, in their school. And my mother went on to be one of the top opera singers in Detroit. And my dad was, is it They're They're both alive. So, but he's a trumpet player and he played with the, went on to play with the, uh, the, the Detroit symphony and also jazz in the jazz scene. He was 
that he was a session player in Motown and stuff on a lot of those recordings. So he, I mean, when they, and then they started having kids and they got the bright idea to, <laughs> to start a, a family group, you know, with, um, and I'm one of uh, number eight of ten kids. I'm the, I'm on more of the the B team, as my mom <laughs> calls it. The, <laughs> but um, so the but with the, with the older ones, you know, all of us were just kind of in. It was like a farm family. You just did music. You know, it was just like what you did. And then, uh, but sports was always in the family too. Um, a lot of my siblings didn't really play it because we were touring so much. Um, but like my grandfather, he, uh, he got, he almost uh, made it to the, well, he did make the, make it to the big leagues with the tigers. He was a pitcher, but my, my grandmother wouldn't let him go at the time. Cause back then, you know, you couldn't make any money. You could make more money working for Ford, you know, Ford yeah. motor. So that's what he did. And, uh, but, um, so sports was, was always around us, but, um, yeah. And so me being in the younger, uh, end of the spectrum, uh, when we stopped touring on the road, it was probably, I was probably about, I don't know, I want to say maybe 10, 10 years old. And we, we settled down and, uh, stopped traveling as much as my dad. So my dad put me into little league baseball and uh, I just fell in love with it right away. It was, was naturally good at it. And, um, so I really went, got head over heels for that and, um, was still doing music just just uh baseball was my life though and i i went forward and played through high school paid for college and then uh yeah like i played two seasons in the in the independent leagues uh, and then yeah, i had a couple looks at by some of the, the big league teams but uh i blew my arm out well i didn't blow it out but had a bad injury in uh, in my second season in the minors and oh. uh, that was it i kind of knew like i was i was so um you know when you when you invest that much of your life and anything you, you, you know, it's like a sad day and I still miss the hell out of it. I mean, I've had, I have some of my best friends, you know, that I still talk to are from baseball and uh, you know, but I just knew inside, like it was time to hang it up. And that's kind of when I dove back into, um, into music, uh, you know, heavier full, you know, full time. So in a nutshell, that's what, <laughs> that was my, my, uh, my come up, my story. Question for you. Have you ever had a dream even recently that you you're back in time pitching in a game or like you can't find your glove or some, you know, like <laughs> I, know, I it's question. funny you say that. Cause I constantly dream about it. Uh, like way more than music stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it's weird. Like when I smell the, uh, the, you know, I'm in Minnesota now, but when I, when the spring comes and I, and I get that first grass smell, I, it's crazy how much it, like it makes me, you just start getting the rush of things like that you want to do. Or when I take my son to see the twins or whatever, like <laughs> you just, it's hard to watch a game, you know, because you want so bad to, and you're, and you're, look, you're, you're seeing it from a different, it's, it's gotten easier. Now I've been able to go to games and just kind of watch them and like enjoy them. But before it was like, you know, you'd yeah. see what the pitchers were doing wrong and you're like what the fuck you know what that, you okay i was gonna ask you guys about that is that <laughs> is that a thing where you guys are actually critiquing the game while you're watching it oh yeah because you're looking at it from the, the strategy side you know not just like sitting there you know looking at it as the whole it's it's crazy when you play it when you're a player i'm sure both you guys can attest to that too that you you look at it. even on tv you're you're you're, it's like chess, you know, you're watching the, the moves ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Chris, to answer your question on having a dream about baseball, I have it. I just had one last night. Yeah. I don't, is that, does it feel real or what? 
Oh yeah, I woke up like yeah, like ready to go. <laughs> I had this kind of recurring one where I was back in high school playing, and it, you were there, and uh, there were the coaches like, all right, the next play you're in or whatever. And I, I don't have my helmet. No one has my helmet. So it turned into a nightmare. You're like, Oh man, oh, wake up. Like this yeah. First of all, I'm not back then anymore. Second, that never happened. And uh, what was that about? But, uh, yeah, that, I was thinking about that yesterday with Tom Brady, you know, watching, uh, the Patriots, he, you know, he still looked like he could play. So, you know, those guys that were obsessed with it must, must be hard to first season, not playing, you know? Oh God, I can't imagine at that level too. I mean, geez. Tony, going back on what you were saying um, about you played all that time, you go to the field and it just feels different. You know, you're used to being on the field and now you're in the stands. It's like, it's a whole different feeling. But I, the last game I went to was a Dodger game and I came a little late and they're doing, um, you know, you hear the music da, 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 char, yeah. and you're like, Oh, I'm back in it. So, you know, those little <laughs> sayings along with music is just, you miss those things. Oh, uh, totally. You know, you're used to, you used to hearing all the time. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, I use going back to that thing of what I was using music for, like it was, I always kept playing, you know, I, I would bring my guitar on the road and stuff and it, it became a really kind of a funny thing that we would do, especially in college. Um, and it, I think it not think I know it attributed to my songwriting now is that, you know, guys on the bus would be like, you know, they'd pick a dude out and be like, Hey, let's, you know, make a parody of this guy's, you know, hometown or whatever. And we would sit there <laughs> and they started throwing like, you know, lyrics at me. And before you know it, you know, we, we had a song, you know, made up and it was, yeah. it was a good time killer on those long, those long trip bus those trips, you know, trips. yeah, you <laughs> yeah. said, uh, Chris, I'm just going to attest to that. So, you know, we win a game and th this happened in college. So I, I was like the rapper. Nice. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So, you know, after we win a game, we'd be on the bus and somebody like, throw some tune on. And I just started freestyling. Man, so, that's okay. that's an art. That's an art to me, man. That that is a gift. That's that's not easy. People think that's easy to do, but it yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I remember the one I remember the most. Like even at parties, you know, I'd be the freestyle guy. But on you know those bus trips after I remember Long Beach State, we we won because they're our rivals. And uh, on the way home, it's only like a, maybe an hour drive, but that whole way home, I'm freestyle the whole time. Whoa, we had just won the league uh, the league title. So it was nice. just great. Those little, you know, speaking of music, even like, you know, rap is music. So yeah, those oh, things yeah. correlate. So, you know, everybody's like, Chris, you remember that time we beat Long Beach and you rap for a straight hour? Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was uh, going to mention the string. You was mentioning the rapping uh, from Long Beach for an hour straight free flowing. It was, uh, you know, meeting in high school. He introduced me and some of our other friends to a lot of music. I otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to like outcast right, Chris. And, uh, you know, it just was great because I could share some, you know, some hard rock stuff there into incubus or whatever. And, uh, and you know, it just goes transcends sports and music and it's just humanity, right. Just, uh, uh, learning and, and, and growing closer despite your backgrounds and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a great point, Heim. Yeah, it there's really a, is. a lot of stuff that that you've introduced to me that I would have never listened to, and and vice versa. So, very good point. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. So, all right. Yeah. So, on that point, what were you introduced to that you wouldn't have listened to? And we'll go on my screen. We'll go left to right. Uh, Heim, what? 
What music were you introduced to to through sports? I am so tongue tied tonight. I'm sorry. No, okay. it's, I got what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty much hip hop and rap. You know, uh, I think I mentioned Wu Tang earlier. I'd never heard of them, and and um, uh, <laughs> then separately Method Man, Red Man, and Outkast. Yeah. You know, we can go on, but nice. Yeah. And then but before that, you know, I was, I am the youngest in my family. So I would get my music from my siblings. So my siblings were, uh, what is this dating myself late eighties, early nineties was like the grunge rock and Seattle and everything. Yep. Yeah. I think you got me uh, like time. Yeah. Uh, you got me into like Coldplay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else was it? Weezer stuff like that. Weezer. Yeah. Maybe the killers or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah. Now that I live here in Austin, I've been more and more into country and, uh, you know, I knew a lot of the songs, but didn't know the artists. Uh, I know Luke Combs and everything. And, and, uh, yeah, so it just, I think all of us here have a love for both those sports and music. And it's just, uh, just, you know, that's why they use it in movies and everything too. Right. Yeah. To, it just brings out emotion and, and the tie in the fans, you know, you know, you know, mention the fans. So I was just back at Fenway in July and you know the eighth inning they play sweet caroline And the reason I, yeah, that resonates so much with people is you're out there socializing among your fellow human beings, having a great time. And it just brings out that emotion, not just of being happy at the event, but just a, a life, you know? Um, and I think that tie into sports as well is just, you know, for the players, but the fans uh, as well. So Tony, was there something that you got introduced to a type of music that, that uh, you were introduced to through sports that you wouldn't really have otherwise been exposed to? It was strange because um, we were exposed to so much in my family. I mean, my well, my dad being like, you know, I mean, we were, it, it was, it was never like um, the way we were brought up. Like there was so much culture mixing because, you know, he was always bringing guys over to rehearse or go over charts. And so it was like just normal in our family. And then we were hearing so much different music between what my mom was doing and my dad. But then we didn't grow up with a lot of, uh, like country music or Americana stuff. And then when I started sports, you know, especially playing a lot in the South and stuff, I started hearing a lot of that. And where, where I was brought up with more of the soul and R and B and, you know, funk and rap and stuff. And, and, uh, the, the rock of Detroit, you know, from my older brothers and all that. But then, um, when I got into the, into sports, I started hearing the country stuff from, from, and, and it's ironic that that's what I fell into right. what I play now is more because I, you know, it, it just felt like it lent to my, my vocal style and, uh, and, and writing, you know, the storytelling and stuff, but it's, um, I still incorporate and love all that stuff. And, and I still listen that way, you know, to all, all different kinds of stuff, but yeah. So, and, and you know, what's awesome, you know, uh, about country and in my opinion is it's very similar to hip-hop because you have a storyline it usually rhymes um you know the beat's a little different but it's it's very similar 
Well, country, you know, straight up came, in my opinion, and from, you know, the the gospel music and stuff of, of old, you know, I sure. think that's where it got it. And even if you want to go across the into Europe and stuff, into the Irish, you know, music and stuff, I mean, country was a culmination of all that stuff being heard and the, the bluegrass, you know, coming from the hills. And the, so it was, yeah, it's it's definitely the story. And it, it I don't even know why there's a separation there. You know, it's it. that's why I think when you see artists that, that come together from the different genres, it works because it's yep. right. It's because it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just a, a different way to, uh, to, you know, to a stylistic thing. That's, That's awesome. like, I didn't even think about that with Europe, like Ireland, they've got the, the harps and everything, you know? And, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they put, they got a lot of like, banjo type of. Yeah. Of yeah, exactly. It's all storytelling and. Yeah. And those people, you know, emigrated over here and they were playing it, you know, wherever they settled. And so that's how they all, you know, then they were, they were just mixing it with the cultures they were around. And it was just, I think that's where, you know, I don't, anybody that says, you know, like one race of people or something or a genre, like created a certain kind of music. It's, it's just that music is to me is there's no barrier. It's just kind of, you know, we're all, we're all hearing different things and it's coming together and we're putting it out different and grabbing what we grab. And, and, you know, so it's, that's the beauty in it is it's just like sports that, it just breaks those all those barriers down, and it's that's so awesome. I, that's why I love it. We got Robert joining us like crazy late. <laughs> I'm going to let him in. He's still connecting to the audio, so um, we'll give it a second. You're going to have some uh, fun editing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to let him come in exactly wherever we're at here in the conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Please. man. Oh, no, you're not even going to put your camera on. Jeez. I am. Give me a second. I got you. <laughs> I had to get out of the dark here, too. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> All right. So we'll take a, a break from the show, and I'll do a little round of introductions here. Um, so Chris Stringfellow, Robert Hansen. Rob played with the uh, Redskins for uh, three years. Is that right? Yep. And Chris played uh, ball in the uh, Texas Rangers in their with their minor league affiliates. We've got nice. Tony Cachetti, who played some independent ball, but is also a singer songwriter. Has just put out a new album, um, yeah. which is great. Fear huh? Street, it's awesome. <laughs> and and we got Chris Heim, who I've just met tonight, who is uh, also a ball player and uh, friends with Chris Stringfellow. So. This is this is my panel. So we are on. We we've, we've kind of hit a bunch of different topics. So let's start a different topic now that Rob's on because I do want to kind of follow, talk about something that I find interesting. But but before actually, I guess before we do, Robert, what's your history with music? I mean, did you learn any instruments? Did you play any music before you got into sports, or was sports your main thing? No, um, unfortunately, I didn't. I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar electric that is yeah. but um <laughs> never really found time to do it after you know chasing chasing the football for so long or chasing sports so never really got into it my only only portion of music i really got into is my grandma used to make me sing at church so that was pretty much oh <laughs> that's so, so so that uh that may have helped with the performance aspect of sports where you're out there in front of a crowd performing, you know, people see all the good things and the mistakes you make. So perhaps 
that helped out your your sporting career a little bit, maybe? You know, I like maybe. how you tied that together. I, I like how you tied that together, Mark. That was very clever of you, <laughs> Thank you. to do that. Um, no, I, you know, I can, <laughs> I can see how that. I can see how that would get rid of some stage fright, and maybe it, maybe it did. You know, I used to always feel like on the field, uh, I got a helmet on. They can't see me anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. But, but uh, yeah, I, I like how you tied that together. Maybe there's some correlation there. In a lot of instances with music and sports, there's an element of teamwork with a band or. Football, baseball, doesn't really matter. You, you know, you're out there, unless you're playing tennis or soccer where nobody nobody cares about, you have to be on a, you have to work together in a team environment. And Tony, let's, you know, you, you've done both at, you know, pretty high levels here. Were you able to ever put the two together? Like, like did playing sports help you when you formed your, your first band? Oh, totally. I, I play with, you know, a lot of dudes that are heavy musicians that still are kind of the consummate musician where they're, you know, they're late or they're, you know, they're sleeping in and they're, they're, you know, slacking off. And, but like, for me, I mean, being at, you know, on a higher level of sports and in college and, and pro, like you can't do that. You know, the, your coaches would ream your ass. So it was like, I learned all I learned that, uh, that discipline, it was very militant, you know, and I totally carried into what I do now, whether it be songwriting or performing and, and just it, yeah, there's so many connections that I brought over from sports that I'll, you know, that, that I love that I have the you know ability to do that. I want to find out from you guys. And so I've got basically three baseball players and a football player, but y'all use music to get yourself pumped up. So, Baseball players, you know, you, you guys have your walk-up songs. Robert, I know for a fact because I've seen the videos of you getting <laughs> pumped up in, in the tunnels before the, before the games. So, Robert, we'll, since you're here, we'll start off with you. What were you listening to to get ready for a game to, to get you pumped up? Man, this, this might come as a shock to most people, but I was all over the place. I mean, there was a little bit of rap. There was some country, there was some, you know, uh, some jazz piano. For instance, um, right when I get there, um, or to walk into the stadium, it's all rap, something hype to get me, you know, pumped up or whatever the case may be. Um, the closer I got to game time, I started to try to calm down a little bit more and calm my mind. So, uh, you know, I turned the country a little bit. I definitely love the storytelling. And I'm I'm a Texas boy at heart, so you know it, it just fits. And my grandfather had me growing up listening to it. So, uh, and then as the game time is really approaching and about to take the field, I start listening to some jazz piano, some Kiko Matsui. just like mellow me out and just give me even kills. So I'm not too excited. Or I'm not too down. You know, you just, you just right there in that sweet spot. 
So, uh, Chris, Strings, let's follow up that. You had to have yeah, a walk so it's interesting. Song. It's interesting, as, as uh, you were saying that, Robert, it's kind of the opposite for, and it could be the sport, right? So I would start off mellow, get to the field, mellow, and then as it progressed, after batting practice, it started pumping up a little bit more. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I had it backwards. I would start off heavy and then end mellow. And for me, mellow, because I'm kind of a, cool, of a calmer type of guy, to me, mellow was, you know, especially for baseball, you got to concentrate. It's not as more, it's not as reactional as a football. So I always wanted to be cool and collected before I, I, I you know, swung a bat. So, so like my walk-up song is a, is a song by Brothers Johnson called uh, Strawberry Letter 23. people uh you know with a chorus in the background and uh ironically you know it's it's not one of your typical i'm coming at bat songs <laughs> but uh ironically like three years after i started playing this song was on i don't know if it was a super bowl or if it was one of the you know a playoff game in the mlb but it was on a on a commercial and so uh i after after it played i'd get all these you know text messages bing 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 bing, bing. <laughs> string that was your walk-up song so it's, it's pretty cool <laughs> nice all right, Tony, what about you? What, what, you had to have something. Well, they didn't give, you know, the pitchers, you know, you <laughs> you always got shafted, especially the middle relievers, you know, it was just like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was always such a, a shitty time that you were getting brought in, you know, nobody wanted to, <laughs> you were, you were usually coming in to clean up the, the starters, you know, mess. And, uh, but yeah, no, I would, I always had the ear, the, you know, the earbuds in, and it was always, I was, uh, more like Robert, like you just, you kind of, I was all over that. And I still am all over the place. I, I huge jazz fan, hip hop, you know, I was real big am real big into the West coast stuff. You know, I love like the ghetto boys and all that. And, and then, um, but I would listen to a lot of like D'Angelo uh, in the bullpen when I knew I was, cause he was, it was just so smooth and the beats and stuff kind of just mellowed me out. But then I would switch to, you know, some Zeppelin or Hendrix, you know, and it was just, yeah. So it was like, Oh, it's really like, it was just my, uh, my playlists were, <laughs> if you looked at them, you'd be like, what the hell's, you know, this guy, feel, you know, on like, mood, right. right. Like, what, mood, what mood am I? Yeah. In? Yeah, the, yeah. The mood. Yeah. And, right, uh, t- right. and Tony, what, uh, what position did you wear? What, uh, were you like a reliever, starter, closer? Yeah. I was more of a middle relief guy. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I, I started some games, but I was, I was more of a, uh, kind of, um, a control pitcher and I, I, you know, was a spot pitcher and I had, I had some, like some good breaking stuff. So, you know, I was always, I, I, I wasn't like a power pitcher. I was probably in the low nineties, but not like, you know, the starters where they were bringing it. And then, but it was like, they could always count on, me coming in and hitting the spots and getting yeah. out of jams, you know? So, so. so yeah, yeah. I, I was saying that because, uh, you know, you see most, most closers when they come, come out, 
their song is something that you know oh yeah something that's gonna hype the whole crowd up and something oh, that's, that's energetic Trevor like yeah, Trevor Hoffman, 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 right yeah yeah, yeah hell's yeah. bells yeah <laughs> that's always dangerous because you know if you, <laughs> if you get it all hyped up and then you come in and blow it you know it's like <laughs> then you yeah, get no, your bell rung <laughs> yeah Get your right. Bell rung. All right, Hyman, what about what about you? Did you have some uh, a specific song you came out to? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, gosh, because we talked about the Bob Marley earlier and then the rap and stuff. Uh, Chris, you, I didn't think about yours of baseball makes sense, a mellow, because you get all hyped up. You don't want to be swinging at balls out of the strike zone. And, uh, <laughs> calm yourself yeah. down there. But uh, I, I remember I listened to techno, so we go to hip-hop. But then, like techno, like uh, that song. I don't know who did it, like calling all freaks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going nuts. And but there was a you know basically at that point like you guys were saying about you got to calm down a bit too because you can't be overhyped you know and, and I don't remember what right before the game to calm down was but um, maybe I just cut the music at that point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know Tony. We know that uh, music has played an important part of your life post sports. But I want to find out from the other guys. Uh, so, and, and Heim, we'll, let's keep going with you. Has what role does music play in your life now? After now that you're not playing sports, really at a, at, at, in a um, competitive yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a great question. I just think it's um, for those of us, and I think I would think everyone loves music, whatever your your preference is. Uh, just just so soulful and and. Uh, you know, just, just helps you relax or whatever it is. So for me, I'll be working and I'll play some in the side, right. If I'm working on a document or something, you know, Saturday mornings, cooking breakfast, just play some music. And it, it can vary from if, you know, country to rap to whatever the you come into the like kitchen to hell's bells or something. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's on now. It's breakfast. Honey, honey, cue it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't go to concerts a lot when I was younger. When I got married, my wife was like, "How come you didn't go to concerts?" And I said, "It's a waste of money. I can hear it on the radio." <laughs> and then, uh, and then I finally went, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I get why people go to concerts." So, um, oh, and yeah. so like, yeah. So we're in fact we're going to Pearl Jam on the 18th in Austin. Oh, nice. Um, and I've never seen them. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I think it'll forever be in my life, and I'm sure these guys' lives too. So it just um, I don't know. It's a meditative, I guess, to 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 listen to music. Tony, I'm going to hit you last on this one. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> Robert, what about you? Has <laughs> has music played a role in you in your life post Redskins? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, big time. Like he was saying, uh, and it just depends on the mood, the day. You know, you going into a Monday, and you know, being in corporate America now and having to transition into what I would call real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you the mindset, the athlete's mindset is still there, right? So I know I got a pretty shitty day coming up on a Monday. I'm I'm probably heading to work with a certain playlist going. 
um, yeah. probably a little bit of dessert, something like that. And then obviously, you know, you with the kids, you you listening and listening to a little bit of uh, some Disney and all that jazz. And then, uh, you, know, you know, me, I wake up on Saturday, you know, cat. So she's Latina, so oh yeah, <laughs> she she got Spanish music going. You know, is you got to get out of the house because she cleaning or something going on. <laughs> uh, so I just try to stay out of the way. But for the most part, man, like you said, it's just it's still that athlete's mindset. Whatever I'm facing that day, or whatever um, whatever kind of day I had, glass of bourbon and some jazz music will calm me right back down and give me even kills. Yeah, man. It's also a signal. For you with your wife now, so you know what's going on, and depending on what music's right, playing right. in the house. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, what, what what about you? I mean, you, you know, you'd mentioned picking up some instruments again. Are you, are you still music playing an important part of your life still? Yeah, and, and you know, it you go like a holiday, and you go you go home or whatnot, right? You remember like my parents were huge in the in the jazz, into funk, in the R and B, so. You know, you go home and you start hearing that music, Stevie Wonder, Janet Jackson, and it just reminds you of home. You know, it reminds you of oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. it reminds you of food. It's like those are memories that you'll never, you know, you'll, you'll never forget. And that's through the music. So huge importance. So, you know, like you said, you know, I, I try to do music now just to have my own, you know, type of style or whatnot. But it's a huge, it's a huge importance in my life. You know, like you were saying earlier, like waking up, like whatever mood you're in, you're going to. You know, you got to go to work. You're going to try to put on something that's going to, you know, either get you going or, or keep you mellow or, or whatever mood you're in at that time. So huge, huge importance for music. Tony, I know <laughs> for a fact music is playing an enormous part of, of your life post-baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's always been in my life. And it, it, I mean, uh, I listen to it, you know, music's always going in our house. And uh, um. I was fortunate enough to, to marry uh, my wife. She's a huge music lover. She, ne she never really, uh, you know, played anything or sang, but she loves music and our kids are immersed in it and, um, all different styles. I mean, I like, I remember when my older son, oldest son was a baby, you know, I was just constantly pumping the, uh, the temptations and stuff in his, in his crib on a speaker. And now he's like, <laughs> he's into that and he, he, he's performing, he's 12 and he's like starting to do his own gigs and stuff. And he, he's, 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 uh, making his own way, but like, it's, so that's how we were brought, you know, there was just music all the time everywhere and, and singing and, and dancing and playing. And so that's kind of just old hat, you know, and that's what we do in our house, but yeah, it's, but in, in any mood that I'm in or any situation, stress or, you know, sadness, uh, happiness, I mean, there's always music that goes, goes with that for me so it's also what you do for you know day to day now right. too. so right day to day yeah that's my full-time job so it's you know I'm, I'm blessed to have that and i i love doing it you know so feels like the sun just cast a new day it's sinking low again Already here to fall tomorrow Seems like the face In the mirror looking my way Alright, so one thing I, I'm curious to know Has there ever been a time while you guys are playing Like in a game where maybe uh, uh, the worst 
possible song has popped into your head and, and just taken you out of a, of a situation that's important or like you're just sitting there, I don't know, maybe maybe you're on first base in the lead and all of a sudden like Michael Bolton pops into your head and you get picked <laughs> off. What any Anything like that ever happened to you guys? Uh, Chris, why not? Since I was pointing at you anyway, Chris Stringfellow, why don't we uh, start with you? That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of songs, but it seems like, you know, like a Fraggle Rock would pop in my head. And I don't know why. Like, it's just something I watched, you know. All I, can think about right now. I, don't, I don't know why that happens, but uh, I guess that's a good, that's, that's one. That's the only one I can think of right now. Does that distract oh. you in, while you're in the game? Are you like, why is this? And then. Yeah, why, what is, what's happening right now? Yeah, your whole mood changes. I right, Haim, you, you got something to say. No, it was just the Michael Bolton thing. That's great. If that happened, I'd have to leave the field. <laughs> oh, I didn't have anything pop in my head while playing, but uh, maybe baseball put me in coach or something out in the outfield. I'm ready to play. So yeah, something more motivational than embarrassing. Maybe humming that or something, but uh, you're making it sound like Chris. You're making it sound like you were on the bench, and you you every time that song came on, that you're on the bench, you wanted to play. <laughs> Maybe a five. <laughs> oh. Damn. Robert, what about you? And anything, you know, you're about to, you know, knock somebody's head off and Fraggle Rock pops up. No, uh, nothing like that. But, um, you know, I, I have had teammates do that. Uh, <laughs> we've been we've been up big in, in some college games. And, uh, you know, our defensive end at the time, he ended up going first round. Jerry Hughes, he. He starts singing my little teapot and everybody cracking up. <laughs> up 35. Uh, you know, and it's one of those moments where it's like, what the hell, bro? Like, what's, what's going on? You know? Um, but personally, I have had moments where it'd be, you know, clutch or crucial moments. Team come out of the huddle and I just got something in my head where I'm just like, okay, I'm me. And maybe some little Wayne or something where he just, you know, <laughs> or he, you know, you just swagging out. You just like, all right, I, I got this. Here we go, you know. So I uh, have had a few of those moments. Tony, hey, to add to that, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about one. I don't know if this is uh, on the same line, but um, my first year in the minors played for Savannah Sand. That's our team was worst team I've ever been on in my life. <laughs> and we had a coach that was a he was a Stanford guy, smart guy, right? And so we were so bad, he was trying to figure out how to reverse psychology us into playing better. <laughs> nice. uh, so our batting practice music and our 12-hour bus drives, we would play that Titanic Celine Dion song for three straight hours. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's horrific. <laughs> That's anymore, man. I didn't like it to begin with. God, that's I think that's some kind of abuse. That's like outlawed now. The Geneva Convention, and stars. I don't know, man. 
It's a great song, but not for three straight hours. Oh, right. <laughs> man. I don't want to hear that. Uh, honestly, I don't want to hear that song for three seconds. I'm just, I, I hate that song. Too and, many times. It, <laughs> Tony. You know, I, I do have something to add that. Oh, yeah. Know, something that Chris, you know, that that reverse psychology, the things that coaches pull out of the box to to try to uh, get you, to psych you out and, and, and to make you believe. So my, my freshman year of college at TCU, we were – our first game was against uh, Oklahoma, and um, that's the year that Adrian Peterson was a Heisman runner-up and all this other jazz. So people were like, oh, you're going to rush for 300 yards on y'all, all this other stuff. So <laughs> my first game, uh, going in that week of practice, um, the coach, all he played, all he played was a fight song. Every, I mean, every moment when we wow. ate, when we were on the field, we would literally be after practice. We'd be in the shower, and the GA would come in and like turn it on the loudspeaker. <laughs> so by the time we got to performing, we hated that song, and it uh, messed the work. We beat them seventeen ten, and he had like thirty nine yards rushing or something like that. So it worked, you know. It, it's, yeah, so things like that, you know, they, they do play. A, a, they do have a big importance in sports. I mean, even if it's something as simple as other teams' fight song. So. That's awesome. So did you have to listen to that song uh, since you guys won? Did you have to continue to listen to it for other games? No, no, no. no. We played our fight song the whole way Tony, what about you? Did you ever have anything pull you out of the moment musically? Man, it was it was it was the opposite because I always would I'd be thinking what well, what would pull me out is I would be playing and I would think of these like um, you know melodies or lyrics and I would want to <laughs> want to go do something about it. But I was in the so that would take me out of them. But I remember um, this one cat he played for I think. Um, was it in college? And I was, I was hitting at that time, not just pitching. And, and I think it was South Florida because I played for Jacksonville university and we, and he was, he was the catcher and he, uh, his name was Pooh bear. He, we, we became really good friends, but he, he would sing, you know, back there, he'd sing like all these soul and R and B tunes. And the, and the guys that I played with would, he would take them right out of their head. You know, he could never get me though. Cause I'd come up. <laughs> right. And he'd start he, the first time we like met or played, he'd start singing these tunes and I would, I knew mo most of them and I'd start singing along with them and he'd be like, Oh man, you know, <laughs> oh man, he's like, I can't get, you know, so it was, that was, that was always a fun time. But, uh, yeah, and there was nothing really that, uh, that pop, that, that popped that pops out. Yeah. It was, I mean, music's always in my head. So it was right. like, it's just always happening. <laughs> okay. So, so you brought up an interesting question and, when you're playing on your teams, who is the biggest music nerd or best musician on any of the teams you've played with? Was there anybody that stands out as like, oh, this guy was always playing music or this guy could actually sing and could actually play music? Tony, I'm assuming you were that guy on all of your teams. <laughs> 
So I definitely was a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you may be dis- automatically discounted from this this question. Uh, but Heim, what about you? Was there somebody who stood out to you as a musician on your team? No, it wasn't really musicians in baseball or football. It was just just always listening um, and and guys like having their own. I just remember everyone sitting around. We were in like a ballet room one time adjacent to the locker room everyone's sitting around they all have their headphones and you just ask each other what kind of you're listening to or some guys you didn't mess with because you're like all right he's really zoning in but no one that i knew that played instruments except maybe chris string fellow here but uh, I, do you remember anyone chris or maybe on your fullerton teams or something yeah only one i can remember and it's it's kind of funny in the minor leagues uh you know taking a shower some guy you wouldn't expect is blowing vocals sounding like you know he should be an, an artist somewhere like <laughs> like where did that voice come from like it's got like the rappiest the, 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 you know it's, his voice is raspy but once he sings it's like who is that guy like sign him a contract yeah. so some guy is a dominican guy out of nowhere and it's like in spanish i'm like this is great last <laughs> <laughs> name was iglesias I don't, you know, I don't know where he came from <laughs> robert what about you did you have anybody on on tcu or the the skins who could actually hold a hold a tune yeah, uh, actually, uh, a couple guys, one one on each. Uh, so, Daryl Washington uh, played linebacker at TCU with me, um, and it was kind of the same situation with Chris was talking about. Like, we were all sitting around eating at, at a training table, and, you know, he got his headphones on, and he just going, he in the zone, and he let off a verse or so, and everybody just stopped eating and started looking like, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> He was definitely one of those guys. He ended up getting drafted second round to the Cardinals, played for a little bit. Um, and then in the in the league, it was uh, Devin Thomas, believe it or not. Really? Um, yeah. So uh, Devin Thomas was was definitely one of those guys that – but he knew he could sing a little bit, and he, he just tried to flex at any moment he did. But <laughs> the most he could was, you know, you have the – the team uh, doing the, you know, the skits or the training camp, you know, things to have fun and just, you know, take your mind off football. And uh, we just sitting there waiting on coach uh, Shanahan to come in and music started playing. And Devin just kind of walked out of the side door and just started like he was on stage or something. So <laughs> just, uh, one, of moments, just one of those moments, shock moments where you like, like, bro, what the, like, what, what is going on right now? Like he, I think he wanted to be a perfect singer, which explains why he was in Fantasia's video. So yeah, that's I right. forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, man, so he he's very talented, man. But uh, I'm not sure what he what he did with it, but uh, he could definitely sing. So Sweet. Tony, was there anybody besides you who <laughs> who had musical talent on your teams? Yeah, there no, nobody really ever like. I know there was guys that um, you know. I mean, obviously that's that's. Uh, that's uh, funny that Chris said the, the, the Hispanic guy, you know, I played with a lot of the Venezuelans and Dominicans and stuff. And those guys were always, I mean, they had instruments with them and they were, you know, I remember hanging out in their, their motel rooms a lot and just, they'd have these huge parties with this killer music, you know, and you'd, you'd, you'd jump in and they'd, they'd join in. But um, yeah, they were, there was some, I'm trying to think if there was, um, there was some dudes that would like, you know, you'd be in a hotel somewhere and they'd sit down at the piano 
and you would never expect it, you know, looking at them that they, and they'd sit down and start busting out some jazz or something. So there was, I, but nobody ever really, yeah, that I can recall, you know, popped out. What I want to do is go around and find out where people can follow you guys. If you want them to follow you on social media. Um, I know Tony, you've got an album coming out. We'll, we'll uh, tell people how to find that in a second, but uh Robert, let's start with you. What, are you interested in having people follow you on social media still? <laughs> uh, yeah, as you can tell, I'm very quiet on that now, but sure. Uh, Mr. <laughs> underscore 51. Twitter, that's the only thing I got. Mr. Underscore Henson 51. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. cut out there for a second, so I want to make sure we got that in there. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Haim, what about you? Anybody, any, anything uh, you want to promote or have people follow you? Bill Belichick, I don't do face Instabook, whatever, but oh, I, uh, I I have a Twitter account, and I've done a couple tweets uh, under Heim Attorney. That sounds uh, vaguely it, sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Facebook that I've been locked out of because I haven't used it in that long. Because but, uh, of your name. Yeah, exactly. No one wants to follow that. Heim Attorney, what the? <laughs> string fellow what about you what do you, what do you got going on what do you, how yeah, can we follow you necessarily yeah i have an instagram and an, i don't even remember my username that's how much i use it so uh it's the worst promo if i do promo give you, I do give you some ever. information uh, i'll have to give it to you offline because i don't know what i don't know what it is <laughs> I, I, do, I do have a i guess i do have a facebook that i don't use either so yeah i'll give you one of the two but i have to give it to you offline that's this is the worst promo spot ever all right <laughs> tony you've got an album out that's awesome uh, we just talked about it a few weeks ago i, I love it i'm still listening to it where can people follow fo follow you find the album and i will be throwing in some clips here so uh, people can hear it um how can they pick it up and follow you yeah, it's the new album's called Freer Street, and um, you can get it at tonycachetti.com or my label, record label, farm to label records.com. And I, I'm like these guys, I despise the social media stuff, but unfortunately, <laughs> in my world, you have to use it. And uh, so I, I'm on all the social stuff, the Instagram under Tony Cachetti. So it's, yeah, you can, and I'm, my music's on all the streaming this platforms, Apple and spotify and all that stuff so awesome well yeah. i'm surprised uh mr chris Heim, you didn't give them your linkedin that's a good platform for uh <laughs> promoting <laughs> Some, uh, you're looking for a job hit me up no <laughs> if you need a good hymen attorney <laughs> hit him up all right guys we'll have to do this again and and I didn't I, gosh i didn't only, i don't even think i went in as deep as as we want as i wanted to so we'll have to get this group together and, and go in a little deeper, maybe on a day where that's, there isn't a Monday night football game being played. <laughs> yeah. Preferably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right that, I'll, 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 I'll take the hit on that one. So that's my fault. So, but thank you guys so much for doing this. We'll have to uh, stay in touch and, and get some other stuff going. Um, even if we do a different topic, I think it, I think it'd be a blast. Robert, it's been awesome getting you back on. I haven't had done one of these with you in a couple of years. So this is, this is awesome. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Killer is asking for his gun back. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 